0: Now, that's what I call music is a series of compilations that started to be released in the early 80s and featured many of the top hits of the time in which these compilations were released. They're still going on now, well into the 100s, but um, during the 90s and noughties, they were one of the ways before the days of iTunes and streaming, uh, getting all of the hits in one package. I thought um, we'd focus on the 90s era of the Now compilations, and specifically five of those compilations that I think if I was asked to choose my favourites, these are the ones in which I would go for. Now, for context, um, the decade started with Now 17, And goes all the way up to 44. These really are a real highlight into the time in which they were released. Because if you're ever looking over those track listings, there's a lot where you're like, yep, I remember that being a hit. And then there's others where it's just like a fad or something that's gone by. So the first Now compilation of the 90s I would recommend to you is Now 19. Which starts with the clashes, should I stay or should I go? Which I feel like was used in an advertisement around that time. I actually had this compilation on tape. And I think that's why I'm choosing it here. Because I listen to these quite a lot on drives in the car. And on holidays and stuff like that. In the days when tape was easier. I mean, you had a CD player, you know, uh, with anti-shock which didn't really work, but I always found tapes were smaller, they were easier, and yeah, the sound quality wasn't great, but the battery lasted just a little bit longer. We've got a version of You Got The Love featuring Candy Staten with the source, and that particular version has got that kind of synthonic thing at the, the beginning, which is very early 90s. If I haven't mentioned already, because I'm doing this all off the cuff, but this was released, this album, 1991. Did you buy it? Let me know. 3AM Eternal, the KLF, loved this song growing up. So many kind of samples and bits and pieces, and the KLF were all over the charts, weren't they? I particularly liked their collaboration with Tammy Wynette justified and ancient. CNC Music Factory gonna make you sweat in brackets. Everybody dance now. My favorite lyric in that, I think he says something like trying to find a nut to move your butt. Um yeah, that's that's great. And one thing you'll notice about this compilation and certainly about this era of music is there are a lot of raps in the middle of just usual kind of verse, chorus, verse, chorus songs. There's like a little breakdown in the middle with a rap. That seemed to be the fashion at this moment in time. And none more is that true than with Nomad featuring MC Mikey Freedom. I want to give you devotion. I still don't know what he's saying at the end, isn't it? Like, billaba billa ba Mikey, something like that. But it, it definitely has something, doesn't it? you know, it has something that sticks in your mind. And he had some skills with the rapping and the the um, hook, I want to give you devotion, was um, very earwormy as well. We've got I Believe EMF, In Your Face, 808 State, Unfinished Symphony by Massive, also known as Massive Attack, GLAD, Good, loving and devotion kim appleby nice little soulful very up-tempo number what do i have to do kylie minogue one of her latter-day stock aiken and waterman records the stonk hail and pace and the stonkers the comic relief single from that year a good one as well do check out the 12 inch there's a lot of 12 bar goodness in there wiggle it two in the room wiggle it just a little bit play that funky music Vanilla Ice, um, still going on in the early 90s after the success of Ice Ice Baby. This was follow-up, I think. It also features on his album, To The Extreme. And I remember it confused some people because I've listened to it with Family and stuff like that. And the sample, I think, is from the Wild Cherry song, Play That Funky Music, isn't it? But if you're not really listening, it sounds like something else. It's a great track, and I remember memorising that from back to front. It was such a good track, and I certainly prefer the single version to the album version. Sadness Part 1 by Enigma. I mean, there's some classic tracks. I mean, Unfinished Symphony and Sadness Part 1 are just two of the greatest tracks of the early 90s that don't get talked about enough. Into CD2, we've got a lot of older artists. Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes with I've Had the Time of My Life. Robert Palmer with Mercy, Mercy Me, I Want You, Seal, Crazy, Righteous Brothers, uh, You've Lost That Loving Feeling. What movie was that featured in? Was that Ghost? Or am I misinterpreting that? All Right Now by Free is in there, probably another advert. Yeah, so many tracks on that second one. I mean, that's the thing about these albums. Disc 2 was always kind of a miscellaneous thing, wasn't it? There was a little bit less in the big, massive hits, but you often discovered some great stuff. And when we come to do this for the 2000s, um, there were a lot of tracks I discovered on disc two of Now albums. Just so much great music. So let's skip on. And I'm pretty much skipping through the first half of the 90s, because there's so many great tracks on these compilations. But if I'm talking about ones where there are a lot of memories attached, then we kind of need to skip on a little bit. So we skip on from 19 to 34, released in August of 1996. And it begins with the song Wannabe by the Spice Girls, which was a humongous success. I mean, that video really uh, stays in your mind long after you've uh, seen it. We've got Robbie Williams with Freedom, the George Michael cover, previously known as Freedom 90. I love that piano. I mean, there's certain tracks on previous albums, uh, such as Step On by Happy Mondays, where you've got that piano piano, kick in it you know in certain versions and i i love kind of that mix of piano and drums that just kind of drives it along we go on to a song that was later a a hit and featured again on a now album i think peter andre featuring bubbler ranks with mysterious girl yeah another one of those videos that you just don't forget um did anyone see that video the other day of peter andre singing with a seal? Mysterious Girl. Yeah, that was funny. That did make me chuckle. Dodgy, good enough, that I feel was featured in an episode of something. It was either, I feel like it was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I feel like that was one of the tracks that was featured there. It's almost a sound, it's the sound of Britpop, isn't it? Along with Ocean Color Scene, The Day We Caught the Train. Then we go on here on this album. Do Born Slippy, Underworld. I mean, that's a that's an absolute stone-cold classic. There's Nothing I Won't Do. Don't remember that one. Who Are ah, Just a Little Bit, the 1996 Eurovision entry for the UK by Gina G. I mean, who doesn't love that? Am I the only one that's surprised it didn't win? Although history might have been slightly different if we'd won. I feel like we came top five, didn't we? Certainly third or fourth or something like that. Naked by Louise. Anyone look back at um, some of the songs that we used to listen to when we were like seven years old and realize just how inappropriate they are. Naked by Louise is one such track. Go and listen to it. Return of the Mac, Mark Morrison, California Love, Tupac featuring Dr. Dre. These are absolute stone cold classics we've got children by robert miles jesus to a child george michael wonderwall oasis songs by the Blurtones, tones paul weller bon jovi brian adams certainly like i say cd2 used to be kind of the the more obscure stuff and the more kind of indie And actually, another track on here, How Bizarre by OMC. Was that not a one-hit wonder? I feel that was also included in an episode of um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And now I think about it, I feel like Dodgy, Good Enough, was featured in the Renford Rejects as well. Glad to get a Renford Rejects mention into this episode. So we move on to the next one and i realize i'm very late 90s heavy here but um i know some people that will really appreciate that hansen "Um umbop starts off now 37 released in july of 1997 again so many memories attached to that song and yes i am aware that they are more than one song i did have the album at one point and i did used to listen to the other songs because i've met hanson fans before who've said oh they're more than um umbop and as a quo fan i can appreciate that you know that they've got one big song that all the other ones kind of get pushed to the back of the queue and that is really unfair ecuador by sash featuring rodriguez where do you go no mercy. It took me years to realize that that was a cover. Who do you think you are? The Spice Girls. Closer than close. Rosie Gaines. I mean, this is a Sounds of 97. Right here, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So many memories. The Journey. 911. Isn't it a wonder? Boyzone. Quit Playing Games With My Heart by the Backstreet Boys. Hey DJ, play that song. Entice. If I Never See You Again. Wet Wet Wet, which I remember seeing on Live and Kicking back in the day and not realizing that Wet 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 had been around for like 10 years by that point. Bittersweet Symphony. The Verve. What an iconic video. Later to be recreated with Vindaloo obviously. Old Before I Die, Robbie Williams, a more kind of rocky take on it. And I remember having an album called, um, was it like Greatest Hits of 1997 that had Old Before I Die. And that's kind of his trying to be Britpop oasis period when he was trying to get really far away from the sound that Take That had been making. And he succeeded. I mean, his first album, Life Through a Lens, is one of my favorite albums of all time it just rocks and there's so much bite in some of those lyrics I mean life through a lens and the other one which uh, what is that called ego a go-go I think it's called it's yeah, it's just amazing and if you're used to um, the more polished side of Robbie's catalog you might not enjoy it but do go and check it out anyway Scooby snacks not the cartoon, uh, Fun Loving Criminals. Again, some of the tracks in the latter part of 37, I don't really remember. Tracks by Supergrass, James Blur, Orbital. I don't remember a lot of these songs. And it's probably because as a seven-year-old at the time, I didn't really pay attention to the Britpop movement, not really a lot of rock music either. I was always more into the Kind of poppier end of it, and I think you are up until a certain point, and then suddenly you discover, don't you? You discover that magical thing that kind of touches you, and it takes you into other directions. Let's go on to additions now. Now that's one I call music. Thirty-nine, released in April nineteen ninety-eight. Starting off with "Never Ever" by all saints um i feel like that was a big hit the year before and that's what you find in like the first compilations of the of a particular year is that uh, a lot of these songs were hits the year before and they just happen to be there right they just happen to be on the next one because why not a lighthouse family high no um, Lighthouse Family songs do not all sound the same. That guy's voice is awesome. They do a particular style of music, and I can't get enough of it. It's great. Uh, that one, Ocean Drive, um, Lifted. I mean, it was a very particular moment in time, but those tracks were so uplifting. Together Again, Janet Jackson. I remember buying the single to that back in the day? Had the single. Very good beat at the beginning. Very vibey and very much, again, a particular time. Stop by the Spice Girls. Uh, I mean, that was a disco exclusive, wasn't it? You went to a school disco, everyone was waiting for the Spice Girls uh, to come into life, to say, stop right now. Thank you very much. I need somebody with the human touch. And you're like, I'm like eight years old and I'm singing these lyrics. Torn, Natalie Imbruglia. It was a cover version. And I remember on the TV show, top 10 of everything, they did a a top 10 cover versions of the 90s. And Robson and Jerome with I Believe, or was it Unchained Melody? No, it was Unchained Melody at number one. And this one, Torn by Natalie Imbruglia, was in the latter part of it. I haven't checked it, Um, for years. I don't think it's available out there. I did tape it off the TV, hence why I remember it a lot. Um, Another Robbie Williams classic, Angels. And the guy who wrote it with him, Guy Chambers, recently released an album of piano versions of songs that he's written. And the Angels one is beautiful, absolutely amazing. Perfect Day, uh, the Children in Need single from the year before had so many artists in it, how many can you name? I mean, Lou Reed is in there, obviously. Um, you had the likes of Boyzone. I feel like Heather Small was in there. David Bowie might have been in there. I think Elton was there too. There's so many of many of which I've I've forgotten. I need to look at the list sometime. Boyzone, who at this point could do no wrong in my eyes. Baby, can I hold you? Yes, it's a cover version, but when Boyzone did cover versions was pretty good most of the time. Um, the Palad of Tom Jones, bass with Keris of Catatonia. Yes, um, Keris Matthews, obviously, um, going by the name Keris of Catatonia at the time. but That was the band that she was in. What was their big hit? Was it Mulder and Scully? Or did they have other hits? I can never remember. How do I live? was the question asked by Leanne Rhymes Again, was that used in a film either later or before? Was it Coyote uh, Coyote Ugly or was that... No, that was Can't Fight the Moonlight, wasn't it? You're Still the One. Again, was that Notting Hill or am I misunderstanding? I can't remember. Um, a Bond theme. Tomorrow Never Dies, Sheryl Crow. Sheryl was everywhere for a while, wasn't she? She had some great songs. Every Day is a Winding Road was one such song. A second Robbie Williams track comes in on on CD2 of now 39. That's got to be a very rare occurrence of an artist having two tracks on one of these compilations. And actually, look, there we go. Next track there, Mulder and Scully, Catatonia. Interesting that Catatonia, again, does that count as a second track? I don't know. Brimful of Asher, the Norman Cook remix by Corner Shop. I mean, that song was everywhere, wasn't it? That track just lights up the room. I mean, that guitar riff and the vibe throughout it. And you just can't help singing along to it, can you? It's like that Run DMC versus Jason Nevins, another absolute stone cold classic. That rhythm... And you just can't help saying it's like that. And that's the way it is. Wonderful. Renegade Master 98, a revamp of um, the 1995 hit, was it 94? By Wild Child. Oh, so many. Oh, some absolute biggies on CD2. I mean, this is a real rare occurrence because it must have been a humongous time for like huge hits. Because, and here we go. This this is why, right? Listen to this. Barbie Girl by Aqua is track nine CD2. Any other compilation, any other time, it would have been track one disc one. But no, never ever by All Saints and Lighthouse Family High and, and Janet Jackson. Way above one of the biggest hits of the year and one that still endures, followed by 5678 by Steps. Was that not a a huge hit at that time or am I just misremembering? So many different things. The Beat Goes On, The All-Seeing Eye, which wasn't that later covered by The Cause or someone like that? Is that the same song? Hmm. That is now 39. So many other tracks, some of which I don't remember. I remember listening to this album a little while back and it is pretty good. So the last album uh, that I shall feature In this edition of Nineties and Noughties UK, is the last album to be released. So the last album that I shall feature here is one of the last um, to be released in the decade. This one was released in March of 1999. Now, 42 is an album I remember quite fondly because it just sounds like my childhood. If I'm honest with you, when I Listen to this the other day. Every track, literally every track on this album was an absolute banger. So CD one, track one, the comic relief single from that year, Boy When the Going Gets Tough, uh, a cover of the mid 80s Billy Ocean song. One of the first comic relief uh, singles that i remember because boys and at that point it's it's important to understand were absolutely huge and i love their version of when the going gets tough and yeah the the intro is is copycat but the thing is that was the idea with with charity singles it's supposed to evoke kind of nostalgia while trying to be fairly contemporary i love the way we've got ronan singing the the first verse and then Stephen on the second and kind of just alternating between the two. The second one, one of my least favorite Steps songs, although it is growing on me year on year. Better Best Forgotten by Steps is one where I don't tend to listen to it all the way through, if I'm honest with you. Believe by Cher. One of the first instances of autotune being used in a huge song. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Uh, When they had the X Factor controversy a few years ago with Auto-Tune, they were using Cher as an example, but they were playing the parts of the song that didn't have the Auto-Tune. Awkward. Thank ABBA for the music, Steps, Tina Cousins, Cleopatra, Bewitched, and Billy, a.k.a. Billy Piper. Um, There was a special dedicated to ABBA. It was called ABBA Mania and they released an album along with it. My favorite track on that album is Bewitched singing Does Your Mother Know and this was like a a compilation of different songs wasn't it? Thank ABBA for the music and it, it confuses me when I go through a listening of the early 90s compilation ABBA Gold and you hear Thank You for the Music, and I'm still singing Thank Abba for the Music because of this little medley of songs. It's pretty good. I feel like Pete Waterman was involved somewhere, and I think that's certainly what you get when you listen to that music. It kind of has that PWL vibe to it. Goodbye by the Spice Girls, which was the song they released after Jerry Halliwell left the band. Jerry is one of my favourite of the... Uh, Spice Girls solo careers because at one point certainly in in late 1999 when she started to release stuff she could do no wrong could she and the Spice Girls I don't know whether this is in reference to Jerry leaving or whether it was just a song that they they picked but it just kind of went with the time and that that kind of started their decline didn't it? Because she had all those up-tempo numbers and then to me songs like Two Become One and Mama uh, Goodbye were, I don't know, just not as not as good in my opinion as the earlier numbers. End of the line, Honeys, remember watching them on Mad For It back in the late 90s and singing that song. I did tape that off the TV and I think I watched it a lot of times. Uh, Same with Billy and Honey to the Bee, which I feel like that and Girlfriend are two songs that don't get talked about enough. Although, Honey to the Bee, during the time of digital downloads becoming eligible for the charts proper, DJ Chris Moyles on Radio 1 did a, a, a thing, didn't he, where he said, let's all choose a song that we want to get into the charts and everyone download it. And Honey to the Bee was the song that he chose because Billy by that point in 2007 had been in Doctor Who and reinvented herself in a whole new way. What can I do by the cause? Love that little guitar-y synth-y riff at the beginning. Big Big World, Amelia. Did she have another song or was that kind of her big hit? I love the naiveness of her vocal, the kind of juvenile uh, vibe of it. it it's, it's kind of nostalgic. You know, and just nice. Killing Time ninety-nine, Tina Cousins. The way in which that breaks down, and then she says, I'm just killing time, with that extended note at the end before it just goes full on is magic, isn't it? It just makes you want to dance. We like to party. The Venga Bus, Venga Boys. That there was a point where I wasn't quite sure as a nine-year-old. In 1999, whether to take Venga Boys 100% seriously, because a lot of their songs were really up and down and up and down and up and down. And they had hits like Boom, 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 We're Going to Ibiza. It was very odd to me. like It didn't seem serious, but it wasn't completely cheesy, silly either. You know, it was just good up tempo. Music. Um, I mean, We Like to Party is a bit of a banger, isn't it? The cartoons, anyone remember them? They had a couple of hits in the late 90s, early 2000s. Witch Doctor being the big one. And you didn't realize back in the day that that was a cover version of an earlier track. Just the same with You Should Be by Blockster, which samples a BG song, although I'm not sure whether that is actually their vocal. So I'll have to look that up at some point and let you know. Always have, always will, ace of bass. Like I say, every track here is is a banger. Absolutely. More than this, Emmy, which was a cover of uh what was it? Roxy Music. From the early 80s and they wanted to bring it up to date and again she had a couple of singles out that was her biggest hit and again it, it just reinvented it and you didn't realize it was a cover back in the day although to talk about top 10 of everything on CITV once again I feel like she was a hit on there I feel like she performed on there and that's where the cover versions thing comes in oh, it's all coming together now Robbie Williams again, CD2 opening, strong, fly away, Lenny Kravitz, praise you, Fatboy Slim, great use of of a sample there. I love the way in which the lady's vocal kind of loops over and it it just sounded so futuristic. And I can tell you when they started playing that stuff, including the the Rockefeller skank at um, university, oh my, what an experience. Let me do a couple more, uh, a little bit more. Nine One One, another cover. There were a lot of covers in this era, but I found that they just reinvented them. The late nineties seemed to be like the reinvention of disco, and that's why you could sample things by the Bee Gees, and it still sounded fairly current. And that kind of said something. Um, National Express, Divine Comedy, great stuff, great stuff. I loved. Um, presenting on the radio and going let's take a trip on the national express do 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 you know that that was always fun always fun to do that i love the guy's vocal let's stop there that's now 42 and these were in no particular order i was going in chronological order um what now albums from the 90s do you remember and have most fondness for i'm sure there's going to be someone who's going to be more into the early 90s than um, I am. And it turns out, really, the only reason one of them was on there in this list is because I had it on tape at one point. So do let me know. I love just kind of getting out one of those albums and taking a trip back in time and trying to get into the mindset of that time and thinking, has that stood up to the test of time? Is that... Um, something worth revisiting? Was that just kind of a moment? And I think the ones in the early 90s, there were a lot of fads. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing on top of the Pops 94 at the moment. It's chock-a-block with fads. I mean, there was a guy playing a banjo on a dance record and things like dupe reinventing the Charleston in the 90s. There just seemed to be loads of that stuff. And I think that's why our elders used to say, oh, they just take an old song and they stick a beat on it. It's interesting, isn't it? Thank you so much for listening to this very rambly episode of 90s and noughties UK, but I hope you've enjoyed it. Please do keep in contact.